Praise God, everybody. Greetings to you in the wonderful name of Jesus. I pray that grace is multiplied to you. I have an uh, idea that I've been developing, a thought that God downloaded into my spirit early, early this morning, and I've just been developing it, shaping it, and it's a profound revelation. And I want to attempt to explain why we do some of the things that we do in a church service. And with this particular video, I want to talk about the lifting of hands. So I've entitled this message right here, Lifted Hands. Why do we do some of the things that we do? You may have been to a service uh, where you see people lifting their hands. You may have heard a preacher say to the congregation, if we could all raise our hands and wondered, why do we do that? And it's good to, it, it's good to obey the word of God. It, it's good to assimilate into culture. It's good to try to fit in. But at one point, we want to come to the place to where we have an understanding of why we do what we do. And of course, I'm going to start with the most basic place. Why do we lift our hands? Why do we raise our hands? And the obvious answer is because it is biblical, because the Bible teaches it, because the Bible shows us examples of postures that are appropriate in approaching God Almighty. So, let us go to the Holy Writings, beginning with Psalm chapter 134, verse 2. And the Bible says, we're going to look at some scriptures and get a, a good scriptural basis for this teaching and, and a good scriptural foundation. And then I want to take you guys deeper and give you some spiritual revelation as to why we lift our hands what the Bible says, Psalms 134 and 2, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. You can't get any more plain than that. The Bible says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Really, that's all that we need. The Bible says it, we're going to do it. But why? Psalm chapter 28, verse 2. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. Psalm 36 and 4. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Psalm 119.48 My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. And Lamentations Arise, cry out in the night, in the beginning of the watches, pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord, 
Lift up thy hands toward him for the life of thy young children that faint for hunger in the top of every street. And also in the New Testament, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Here we have several verses in the Bible that make it very clear that the lifting up of the hands is something that is practiced. It was a posture when approaching God. It is a mannerism or gesture in relation to prayer, in relation to engaging with God Almighty. I want to highlight from these verses a couple things that are going to help us establish a deeper understanding of why lift the hands. In Psalms chapter, in Psalm chapter 134 verse 2, the Bible says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. In the sanctuary. The sanctuary designates a place. The sanctuary, to our knowledge and understanding, is a place we are supposed to lift up our hands in the sanctuary. The question now becomes, what is the sanctuary? What is a sanctuary? If this is the place that I ought to lift my hands. What is this place so that I can recognize it when I want to lift my hands because I want to follow what the scripture teaches. I want to walk after the illustrations and the examples of the Bible. Let's take a look at the word sanctuary. Careful observation into the root of this word will take us to a couple of definitions that will begin to add some color to what that means. Sanctuary. It means primarily apartness. It means holiness. It means sacredness, and also separateness. Those are the primary definitions, and within those primary definitions, there are some subcategories that help to go a little deeper in our understanding. Apartness, or sacredness, or holiness of God, of places, and of things. It also means set apartness or separateness. The word sanctuary means set apartness, a place that has been set apart, a thing that has been set apart for God, a holiness, a sacredness. And of all of these definitions, I want to point out that only one of these is a thing such as a building. A building is a thing. The church house is a thing. It can be considered a designated place. So when we say sanctuary, that is inclusive, but it is not limited to the idea of the church building as the sanctuary. Rather, this word defines sanctuary as a place of apartness, 
If you've ever been separated, if you've ever had to get alone, if you've ever had to go apart on your own, Jesus separated himself and he retreated into the mountains. The wilderness can be a place of sanctuary. If you've been separated, if you've uh, been set apart, if it's become a sacred place, if it's become a sacred thing like an altar, these things all fall under the ideology of sanctuary. You can find sanctuary at Walmart. Picture this, you're walking through the aisles pushing your shop, shopping cart. You are deeply engrossed in meditation and your heart is set on God as you mindlessly wander through the aisles, meandering from product to product with your mind just set on God and suddenly the Lord speaks to you and asks you to pray. Without hesitation, you understand what it means when God calls you apart, when God calls you to separate yourself and you go to the fitting room of Walmart and you close the door behind you and you lift up your hands and begin to talk to God. That is your place of sanctuary in that moment. Your car can be a place of sanctuary. In fact, for many, the car has become a place of sanctuary. The car has become a place where you can separate yourself from the madness and the chaos of what's going on in the world around you. It can provide a place of isolation where you can set your mind on God. It becomes a holy place, a sacred place. It becomes a place where you can lift your hands. Another thing that I want to highlight from the verses that talk about lifting the hands is in thy name or toward him, which speak of motive. Psalm 63 and 4, we just read it. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. What is the motive? There are many people, many groups of people that lift up the hands. They raise their hands at a football game when the opposite team uh, or when their team, I should say, scores. And at a football game, when their team uh, runs a touchdown, people will lift their hands and they will shout for joy and praise at what has just happened. How about in uh, theaters or at concerts? People will raise their hands at, and the motive is to engage in the moment. The motive is to respond to the moment. But the Bible shows us here in this verse that I will lift up my hands in thy name. So what is the motive? To whom am I lifting up my hands? Or to what am I extending my hands? The Bible shows us that we ought to lift up our hands in his name. Us New Testament believers understand that that name is the name of Jesus. We lift up our hands in the name of Jesus. Lamentations chapter 2 verse 19, arise, cry in the night, in the beginning of the watches, pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord, lift up thy hands toward him. Your heart 
longs for God and in response to your faith, in response to your position and posture, you lift up your hands towards God. It deals with the motive. It deals with the object of your affection, the, the place of your desire. Let that be God. Why do we lift up our hands? We lift up our hands in a place of separation and sacredness and in a place of apartness, a place that we know is the sanctuary or has become a sanctuary to us. We lift up our hands in honor as a motive or response to who God is and who we believe God to be. We lift our hands. What does it mean to lift our hands? We've talked about the concept being in the Bible. We've dug a little deep in, into the scriptures to, to get a clearer picture, to get an idea of it. But what does it mean? You may have heard somebody say, uh, lift your hands as a sign of surrender. My pastor often uses this analogy right here when he explains about surrendering to the Spirit of God when praying for people to receive the Holy Ghost. He says, we lift up our hands. It's a sign or symbol of surrender. And he makes the analogy of a bank robbery. If you're standing at the bank, God forbid, and someone comes in to hold the bank up and they say, freeze, don't move. Put your hands where I can see them. You raise your hands in submission to that authority. In the same way, we raise our hands to God in submission to His authority. It is an act of faith saying, I recognize your authority. I surrender to your authority. I submit to your authority. We don't just raise our hands because we do it mindlessly, because we do it without purpose or without reason. We do it consciously with the understanding that I am now surrendering to the greatest deity of all time, the most powerful being, the great creator God who made heaven and earth, who fashioned men after his likeness. We do it with the conscious mind knowing that he is all powerful and worthy of all my praise. It is a response of my personal being to the living true God. The reason why I raise my hands is in surrender. Let's give that word a little bit more color and paint a more vivid picture. I want to shift into the New Testament and talk about Jesus. In John chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus said, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Jesus is talking about the crucifixion. He's saying that I'm going to be lifted up on the cross. I'm going to be crucified. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men. Jesus is speaking of his crucifixion. Look at Acts chapter 5 verse 30. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew, and hanged on a tree. 
Jesus spoke about his crucifixion and again here the crucifixion is mentioned and it is said of the crucifixion that he was that they slew him and that they hung him on a tree Jesus hanged on a tree he was crucified and he was hanged on a tree crucifixion crucifixion when when I begin to ponder when I begin to meditate on crucifixion what what does it look like when one is crucified what what would that look like when one is hanged on a tree in the manner of being crucified what is it that I see when I see someone crucified clearly you can see a crucified person is in the posture where their hands are raised giving the appearance that their hands are lifted up towards the heavens i want to submit to you that a deeper revelation aside from just surrender is when we lift our hands to god could it be that we are saying i am crucified with Christ could it be that to God the sign of a surrendered life the lifting of the hands the raising of the hands it is to him a symbol of crucifixion it's to him a symbol of I have denied myself I confess in my actions that I am crucified with Christ at the raising of my hands I am now resembling the image of a crucified person the bible says in galatians chapter 2 verse 20 i am crucified with christ i'm crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Crucifixion. When you think of someone being crucified, when you think of someone being hung on a cross, what warrants logically to follow is death. And where there is death, there is a place for the life of God to manifest. Could it be when we raise our hands, we are identifying with the cross. We are saying, I'm crucified with Christ. And God looks down from his glorious throne and he says, I see my people are crucified with my son. I see that they've partaken in his death. I will come and breathe life on them. I see that they've been crucified with my son I will come and raise them up with the life that I give could it be that the raising of our hands symbolizes that we are crucified with Christ could it be that the raising of our hands reminds God that there was a cross that he died on could it be that when we raise our hands that Satan is reminded of what happened at the cross could it be that when we're going through it that this is going wrong and that's not happening we get fired from the job so and so is not acting right trials are pressing on us we feel the darkness and closing around us the enemy has begun to lie 
lie to us and we're on the verge of believing the lies of the enemy. Could it be that when we begin to raise our hands as an act of faith that the enemy sees the raising of the hands as symbolic to a crucified Christ, not only Is the lifting of the hands a sign of surrender to the authority and power of God? But the lifted hands also, simultaneously, while it shows a surrender, it is also a symbol of victory. When the boxer knocks out his opponent at the end of the match and the referee announces the winner, it is is signified by the raising of the hands. The winner raises his hands. All the while, Christ hung on the cross with his hands raised. Yes, he was surrendered to the will of God. Yes, he was surrendered to the cross. And the enemy thought that he won because he got Christ to surrender his life. But at the same time, there was a dual image that was being portrayed. And that surrender actually was a symbol and sign of victory. Could it be that when you're going through what you're going through and you begin to lift your hands in the place of your sanctuary that the enemy is reminded of the victory of the cross and he begins to tremble because of the power that comes to mind the reason why we lift our hands I am crucified with Christ We lift our hands because the Bible says so. But deeper than that, we lift our hands because we see it as a symbol of being crucified with Christ. A surrendered life to the authority and power of God. We lift our hands also to demonstrate victory to remind the enemy of the victory of the cross. Could it be that the raising of our hands is an act of faith that testifies to the victory of the cross? The reason why we lift our hands. So the next time you find yourself assembled with believers, perhaps there's music, perhaps there is prayer, Perhaps you hear the word of God. When you lift your hands, you have a conscious awareness of what you are doing and why. It is a response to your faith in God. I hope this blesses you. May the Spirit of God give you wisdom and revelation concerning these things. And may you walk surrendered.